You're listening to Profit Without Worry, episode number 119. Most business owners cannot wait to outsource marketing as fast as possible. But I found that sometimes in our haste to outsource our marketing, business owners are at risk of making a few really big mistakes. Let's dive into the do's and don'ts of outsourcing your marketing today. Hey there, I'm Michelle Evans, and this is the show where coaches, experts, and business owners like us get real about what it takes to create a profitable online business. I can tell you from experience that nonstop hustle plus random acts of marketing do not equal success. So how do we attract a steady flow of clients and sales without all the hustle? This is the Profit Without Worry podcast. Hey, 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 welcome back and thanks for tuning in. So I have a question for you. Have you downloaded your free guide to Profit Without Worry? It's super easy to do. Just go to ProfitWithoutWorry.com forward slash free and you can download the guide to get on your path to Profit Without Worry. And listen, I'd love to hear from you. Again, really easy for you to do. You can just email me, Michelle at MichelleLEvans.com or hit me up on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. You can tag me and use the hashtag Profit Without Worry so that I see your message. Ask a question, leave a comment, or just say hi. I love to put a face with your name and know who's tuning in each and every week. All right, let's go ahead and dive into today's show. Look, I get it. Marketing, it takes a lot of time, a lot of skill, and a lot of focus. It's a lot of work, am I right? And most people, they can't wait to outsource marketing as fast as possible. But you know what? I found that sometimes in our haste to outsource marketing, to outsource all those pesky little marketing things, you and I and business owners like us, we're really at risk of making a few big mistakes that can be really, really costly. So let's break those down today as we talk about the do's and don'ts of outsourcing your marketing. So mistake number one or thing number one to think about is really your role. So no matter what you call yourself, founder, owner, CEO, president, consultant, coach, writer, you know, whatever your title, you've got to also have the title of chief decision maker for your business strategy. Way too often, I see people post really big, important decisions into things like a Facebook group, and they open up debate to total strangers, people who they have no idea what their success is, what their background is, and they say, what should I do or what would you do type of a question. I'm sure you've probably seen that too, right? Or I'll see potential clients want to work with me and have me make all the marketing decisions for them, which is flattering, but that is not my role. And really, it's not anyone else's role on your team. When it's your business, you own the business strategy. You own making decisions about how resources are spent and where you're gonna focus. What I own, so for what I always tell my clients is, I own giving you the best information and being the best 
partner for you to bounce ideas off of, but I don't own making all the decisions for your business and your business strategy. That's really for you. It's your business. So before you outsource anything at all, make sure that you put on your chief decision maker hat. It's going to serve you well. And you know what? I've done this too. There have been times, especially in my early days of my business, when I would get super overwhelmed by technology. I remember the first time I was trying to put my autoresponder together with, um, I can't even remember, I think it was optimized press, but it might've been something else, trying to figure out how to get somebody to opt in for my first lead magnet. And it was taking me forever, forever. I think probably like three, three weeks. I'm not even joking. Things have gotten a lot easier since 2012. And I was Googling and I was watching things on YouTube and I'm like, I just can't figure this out. Can somebody just come in and tell me what to do, right? And I was ready to just hand over the keys to my business kingdom to somebody else if they could just make this problem go away. But really, I needed to own the strategy and I needed to find help to actually execute on that strategy. And that's how I look at it now is that I own the strategy of saying, okay, I need to know like what I need to make happen and what my goals are. And then I can ask for help and then I can know the right people to help me. Does that make sense? So in that instance, I would have said, okay, I have, I have this at that time. It was an ebook. I have this ebook to give away as a free, um, lead magnet. And I want them to go into my email system. I want them to get these emails. I need somebody to help integrate this. Then I would have known who to hire instead of just sort of opening it up to any old person who said, oh yeah, I can help you. And then they weren't able to execute. So again, just put on that chief decision maker hat. It, it will serve you well. It serves me well. All right. Number two, everyone on your team must know your buyer and your audience. Okay. As the owner of your business, you've got to be up close and personal with your ideal client type, who they are, what they're looking for and how to serve them best. But anyone you outsource marketing to really, really needs to understand your clients because if they don't, they're not going to be able to do effective work and they're going to need your help to get those insights. So whenever I start working with a new client, I have a client workbook that I ask them to fill out and we walk through it to help me understand who are their ideal clients. Then I'll interview my client to go even deeper. And if they've got a good audience of buyers, I'll arrange to interview a few of their clients or their um, customers as well. If they don't have buyers, we go about testing and finding their audience, finding their message, finding you know, who their audience is, all that kind of stuff. But either way, it's vital that both myself and my client are 100% on the same page about who the client is, what the message is, what the journey is, what the offer is, <laughs> like what, what is it that we're taking people on with their marketing? So if you're outsourcing any marketing, be sure that both you and the person or the company or the people that you're outsourcing to are spending a good amount of time getting up close and personal with your ideal audience. Skip this step and I guarantee you are throwing money, time, and effort out the window 
because it's your marketing won't work. You've got to be super connected to who your audience is. All right, number three, be you. I have had at least 17 different clients that I can think of over the past couple of years who've come to me trying to do marketing in a way that didn't feel natural, didn't feel right, and didn't feel aligned with who they were. I'm sure I probably have more than that, but I can think of at least 17 that are super clear in my mind. But they all felt like they had to do marketing that way because a coach, a mentor, or a big name guru told them that's the only way to be. If that's you, I get it. I fell for that trap too. I had a really charismatic, um, aggressive coach mentor who basically wanted me to be a duplicate of her. And I tried it and I failed miserably because I was in no way, shape or form anything like her. And I'm here to tell you right now that trying to be some fake persona, trying to pretend that you're a carbon copy of somebody else, it will not work. Trying to be an extrovert when you're really an ambivert or introvert, it'll burn you out. Trying to be a speaker when you're really a writer will lead you to avoid pitching yourself because you don't want to get up on those stages. Trying to be a writer when you love to go to events and connect with people will make you hate everything about your business because you feel alone and disconnected and lonely. Trying to do a ton of Instagram when you loathe it with all your heart and you can never get your tech to work will lead to nothing but frustration and a feeling of failure. I mean, you get it, but it's not really failure. It's just bad advice or rather bad advice for you. Instead, I want you to find the right way to show up as you, as uniquely your business. If you haven't already heard me talk about it a hundred other times on this podcast series, I love Sally Hogshead's How to Fascinate quiz. I'll link to it in today's show notes. It's at howtofascinate.com. Take the quiz. Find out your fascination, fascination advantage. I get no money for this. This is not something that I'm selling at all. It's just something that I firmly and deeply believe in because it is so incredibly powerful. When you know your fascination advantage and you use your fascination advantage to craft a marketing approach that uses all your unique strengths and none of your weaknesses, it's amazing how well things will come together for you because you're just being you. And it's not, you don't have to force yourself to be something you're not. And you really don't. Bottom line, there is a strategy. There is absolutely a marketing approach and a strategy that will work and all you have to do is be you, my friend. Now, you have to be you consistently, you have to be you focused on a specific audience and a problem and all that stuff, but you just have to be you. So don't fall for the lie that you can't be successful embracing the wonderful uniqueness that is you. You absolutely can. You just have to create that strategy that works for you. All right, number four, outsource tasks as fast as possible. I want to caveat number three though. So being you, while I definitely don't want introverts trying to transform into extroverts 
or natural network workers, you know, people who are so extroverted and so amazing at networking with people to become, you know, introverted writers or bloggers. I don't want you to hear this as permission to avoid doing stuff just because it's boring. There's a big difference here. And look, I get it. There are a lot of behind the scenes things in running a business that are less than, let's say, glamorous, right? Formatting a blog post on your website, setting up an email campaign, uploading a podcast, billing clients, doing bookkeeping, (laughs) setting appointments. You know, you may love these things, you may not love these things. Whatever the repetitive tasks are, I mean, you can see where my biases are, right? Whatever the repetitive tasks are, if you can automate or create a process, I am positive you can find someone to run that process for you. And I say, do it. As a business owner, one of the worst things we can do is suck up all of our time on nonprofit producing tasks that someone else can do better faster and probably cheaper and they enjoy a heck of a lot more than we do. It's a tough concept to get our heads around. I know for me it was a really tough concept. I was like, who wants to do blog posts for me? Well, I have an amazing VA who actually really loves doing them. She loves uploading my podcasts and formatting them and and she does it, I don't know, like at least a hundred thousand times better than I do. And so I always tell people like, start really small, start with a virtual assistant um, or a VA. You'll hear people calling that a VA. Have your VA, you know, spend, I don't know, $30, $40 a week. Have them do one or two or three small tasks for you. Have them set up a weekly blog post or an email. Let them just do one or two things that take those tasks off your plate and see how much more you're able to get done simply because the weight of that task is out of your hair and you're able to, I don't know, do something that you're better at. Take that time to go find a new client and it's a win-win-win all around. It's a win for you because you make more money, it's a win for the person you hire because they're making more money, and it's a win for your client because you're helping them with whatever you're amazing at, right? All right, number five. This is something I have to ask myself all the time. Is it innovation or procrastination? (laughs) Yeah, this is a question. I actually have a sticky note on my monitor in my office. And I ask myself, am I going for innovation because something new is needed? Or am I reinventing and creating new things because I'm trying to procrastinate on something else that's important? Another important goal that feels important to me, that I know is important to me, but it feels hard. And look, trying to stay ahead of the curve, to stand out, to be the newest, fastest, best, or brightest, trying to constantly recreate your marketing, your website, your videos, your marketing funnel, your webinar, you know, whatever. When you're doing something new and different all the time, it can really take the focus away from the core of what your business is about attracting new clients, making a difference to your audience and building a profitable business. Instead, what I found is that our best bet is to just keep things simple as much as I hate to do that. 
Start with the tried and true business basics. Yeah, it's nothing sexy or snazzy or new or exciting. It's really the tried and true business basics that work. By using proven proven testing methods, you can test out audiences, you can test out messages. By creating a consistent marketing experience for your audience with a marketing funnel, by having a content plan to stick to your key brand messages, you know, when we keep everything consistent and manageable, it's amazing how well they work and how well a team can fit into your outsourcing plan to make all your goals work even better. So there you have it. Five things to think about, the do's and don'ts of outsourcing your own marketing. To get you started or restarted in freeing up time to work on the profit side of your business. And I'd love to hear from you. Have you tried to outsource your marketing? If you have, what's gone well? What hasn't gone well? What other questions do you have? And if you haven't, you know, what's your biggest question or what's your biggest blocker to to getting started? Hit me up on social media or email me, michelle at michellelevans.com. And as you were listening to this, did you think of someone who could use these insights about creating profit without worry in their business? If you can think of someone who could use this, would you do both of us a big favor and share this episode with them? It's really easy to do from whatever podcasting app you're listening on, or just share the URL for today's show at profitwithoutworry.com forward slash episode dash 119. And your friend can listen right there on whatever device they're on. And don't forget to download your freebie, Five Steps to Profit Without Worry. You can get that at today's show notes or profitwithoutworry.com forward slash free so that you can see what it takes to create a movement with your marketing. All right. I hope you have an amazing week and I'll see you back here next week. Same time, same place on another great episode of Profit Without Worry. See you then.